This is the daily podcast from St Paul's Knightsbridge, an invitation to pause for not more than 10 minutes each day to think, to reflect and to pray. This week, Phil Davis, Head of Future Programmes, reflects on stories in the news. I rarely agree with President Trump's perspective on things, but yesterday I had some sympathy with his refusal to contemplate a virtual presidential debate with Joe Biden. During the lockdown, I, like I'm sure many of you, spent a lot of time on video calls on Zoom and FaceTime. Work calls, worship, parish social events, evening drinks with family and friends, the parish music dinner and even my virtual 40th birthday party took place on Zoom. Technology helped to keep us in touch with another and, I think, helped stave off some elements of isolation, particularly for those of us who are home alone. Of course, video communication isn't new. Video conferencing in corporations has been available for a number of decades, and smartphones with ever-sophisticated cameras make it possible for even the most technophobic of us to make video calls. I worked for a Seattle-based technology company for some years, and I would spend a number of hours each day on video calls with colleagues across the world. When I started working in this way, it was good to be able to see people on screen. But I soon noticed that, with the CEO and most of my board colleagues sitting together in Seattle, I often felt more of a spectator than a participant from my office in London. People didn't pick up on physical cues, leaning in or gesturing with a hand to indicate that you had something to say. It was difficult to interject without cutting someone off. I often felt on the outside of the team, and so I travelled to Seattle regularly to meet with colleagues in person. And we had off-sites three times a year, usually in the Cascades to the east of Seattle or in the Oregon Mountains. Being together and away from the office created a fruitful environment for good conversations. Some of our best thinking was done not in our boardroom, but over meals, whilst walking in the mountains, or over drinks on the veranda until late evening. Over the years, I was invited to colleagues' homes. I met their families. I got a sense of who they were, what made them tick, what was important to them, and how we might best work together. None of this would have been possible had we not spent so much time together in person. In recent months, there has been much debate about how we will work in the future, particularly those of us who have office-based jobs. At a time when most businesses are seeking to cut costs, the prospect of reducing office rental by having people working from home seems appealing, as does the reduction in global travel to improve corporate carbon footprints. During lockdown, I had access to all our IT systems at home and could easily access email and documents. I can download sermon recordings from our sound system and upload them to the website from the comfort of my sofa. Online banking means that I can access our bank accounts from anywhere in the world. And so on a purely practical technical level, it's perfectly possible to work from home, or indeed from anywhere in the world with an internet connection. But I can't help wondering whether the reason it worked during lockdown was because firstly, going to the office and meeting colleagues simply wasn't an option, and secondly, we had a deep reservoir of connection with our colleagues on which to draw. We could imagine their response to a situation. When they raised an eyebrow on Zoom, we had a sense of what they might be thinking, and we could have a go at reading between the lines because of the store of experience we had. But what would happen if we never again met our colleagues in the flesh? 
Would we have the same quality of relationship? How indeed would we build new relationships with new colleagues? And in turn, what impact would this have on the quality of our work and the success of our organisations, not to mention our well-being? A key tenet of our faith is the belief that God became flesh in the person of Jesus Christ. God comes down to earth to reveal himself to us in our context, no longer an imagined figure dwelling in the heavenly places, but a present reality in the physical here and now. In Monday's podcast, we reflected on the role of eating together in building community, and yesterday on the benefits of human touch, both of which require us to be together in the flesh. I can't help but think that we go virtual at our peril. Sure, there's a place for using technology to enable us to see family, friends and colleagues on the other side of the world on a video call, and it may be useful to have the ability to work from home on occasion, But can we really contemplate never seeing friends and colleagues in the flesh again? How would we build strong relationships? What would be the impact on our mental and physical well-being? Outside the workplace, online video gaming, social media and mobile phones now play a significant part in the way teenagers meet and interact with their friends. Recent research suggests that 60% of teenagers spend time with their friends online each day, with only 24% spending time with their friends in person. But 40% of teenagers feel they have too little face-to-face time with their friends. Another set of research demonstrates that the more time teenagers spend online, the higher the incidence of anxiety and depression. Their curiosity about the world decreases. Their world shrinks to the screen in their bedroom which is ironic given the internet is often lauded as the technology which opens up the world to all. And of course, in one sense, it does. It makes communication and the sharing of information possible and enables us to make new connections. But without experiencing one another in the flesh, might we not risk becoming disembodied faces on screens, dwelling in cyberspace, our real selves hidden from others? Are you happy with the amount of time you spend online or working from home? Do you feel that you're physically connected to the world around you? Do you spend enough time with your family, friends and colleagues in the flesh? If no, then what might you need to do about it? Lord God, you have taught us that we are members one of another, and that we can never live to ourselves alone. Help us, as we have opportunity, to bear with one another, that by love we may serve one another, in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.